you got to be a Roomba. You know what I'm saying? You ever look at them Roomba vacuums, man? When they hit a wall, they program to never stop. Mm -hmm. It's like boom, boom, pivot, boom, 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 boom. As long as you moving, you living. As long right. as you living, you doing it. Really? Sham still cold, came out the freezer. Step on me, everything BS on me. Sticky tree for my GS homies. Young legend, all the vets know me. Trying to catch up. This door here is for success only. My own homies trying to game and throw me. Shame troll me, but the game don't love you, dog. The fame phony. It's whatever, I caught 50 doses. My man, a farmer, he drive a pickup truck and keeps some fresh Oakleys as I proceed. Dump these joints for 25 a piece and buy a hundred with the proceeds. Coney, niggas really be thinking shit, sugar till they running the shame Mosley. You know this lane, no D. We ten toes down, we in too deep. Only deal with a handful, no stragglers. Unpredictable with the work, March Madness. Uh. I wear my jewelry in the pool. For me, the biggest thing that's been helpful is just my priorities, right? So I think once once your number one objective and goal aligns with an action, right? It's just it's not a sacrifice. It's literally, hey, this is this is for my goal. And this goal is above above everything else. That's helping me honestly with everything, but especially with finances. Yeah, I mean I think to Marcus's point, like your goal it seems like is tied to like person you want to become like eric's talking about like the gap between like where you are presently and where you want to go and that's kind of like the gap i'm trying to figure out like in in addition to like the money mindset um there's also other mindsets as far as like how you want to be as for me it's like how do i become a better brother right how do i become a better son um a friend and like the gaps between like the beliefs i've held or hold and then, like, the person I am presently and the person I want to become or be able to do, like, every, I don't want to say everyone, but for me, like, I always wanted to, like, provide for my family. Like, I always wanted to make sure that, like, you know, like, you don't really have to worry. Like, to give them the security that everything's taken care of. Like, sure, you can stress about other things, but, like, money and security shouldn't be one of those things, right? And so, the way that I went about or gone about that in the past has always been, like, a lot of it emotionally as well. Like, let me take on the burden of how you feel emotionally and then to my own, sometimes to my own detriment. Um, mm -hmm. So a lot of the work that I've been doing now has just been working on that side of me, like still wanting to be able to give, but also knowing I got to give to myself first. And so part of Marcus's point, like this summer is about giving to me, even though like I'm, I have your financial goals I have, whether it be saving, investing, paying down debt, like it's really giving to me. And then because I'll be able to give it to me and situate myself, not only will I be able to take more of the, stuff that I want to do later on, but I also be able to provide for my family and um and friends and stuff the way that I want to down the line. So that's why I like this I wanna say sacrifice, but preparation is what I'm really on right now. So um mm -hmm. this is realizing that space that we're in. Wait before we before we continue, since you were throwing out some names, I think this is probably a great time for introductions. So welcome everybody back to our communal podcast, you free. Eric speaking. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? You got Marcus Carabayo. Uh, Quinzel Paris for the my second time on the on the pod. You know, I had to spin the block. Probably be back a couple <laughs> more times, but uh, yeah, this is my inaugural inaugural time, man. It's been uh 
in the making, wanted to join, finally on it. Exactly, exactly. Where do you think that term spin the block came from? I mean, I, I don't want to... There, there, there's, there's, wanna, there's many different ways in which... I don't want to get nobody <laughs> in trouble, man. <laughs> no, but I, I think that's important what you're saying, too. And I think that's also just the transition from being like a teenager and then you're going to a young adult, but then actually becoming a full body adult, whatever that means. I think it's just like these sacrifices and levels of preparedness that we have to go through. I think a lot of those realizations came to the fact that not only with our upbringing, whether it was like in high school, because all of us went to the same high school, boarding school, all this stuff. But a lot of it, at least for me, was just realizing that no one is here to save me. You know what I'm saying? Everything that I'm doing, whether it's me feeling good that day or also me feeling bad, me succeeding or also me failing, like all of that is really within a realm of my control to the best of my ability, if that makes sense. No, 100%. I also think just, I feel like everything, every piece of adversity I've experienced, I've seen, heard, you know, met somebody who, who went through the exact same thing, you know, or some version of it. And you see, you know, a lot of the people that went through that stuff make it out and do some great things. So I think getting that type of perspective as well, super helpful. It kind of shows like, hey, like we sh I should be making mistakes. If I'm not making mistakes, I'm probably not going at life hard enough, right? That's fair. But I think what I've struggled with is that, like, for a lot of the adversity that I face, like, I don't, I, granted, there's definitely people who've gone through it, but I never had a personal enough relationship with someone where I either felt comfortable kind of sharing the adversity I face. But also, um, what I've also realized, too, is, like, as now, like, mental health has been definitely destigmatized. But growing up, like, it was never like talk about your problems, like, you know what I'm saying? Just deal with it as life. And so mm -hmm. like, for me, like I was shouldering so many burdens, whether it be like family passing, whatever. But in, to Marcus's point and Eric's point too, like at the end of the day, nobody's coming to save you. Like I think that the way I'm looking at it is it's not necessarily about saving someone, but for me, I can't really help anyone until you help yourself. And I'm sure you've heard that before or like take care of yourself first or some variation. But the point being is that you know, you don't really un understand what that means in full until you kind of like experience it. I think that for a lot of things in life is like all the cliches definitely play. Like even when I was in Kip, like I went to Kip school, you know, all these quotes on the wall by people that I didn't really have any connection to. And I saw them. Can you explain what Kip is? Oh yeah, Kip's a, so Kip's a charter school. Um, it was kind of started to close like the knowledge gap or like close the deficits that a lot of kids face as far as being on grade level. And it did that by having longer hours. So I went to school from 725 to five, um, all of my middle school for the first three years, we never really had recess. We only had a half an hour lunch all day. And then we had Saturday classes that kind of evolved. Um, and then that, you know, definitely like was very challenging as far as for me, like less so more the schoolwork, but just the grueling aspect of going to school for that long and having your peers, like people who live on my block or my neighborhood or after school I went to previously, whoever I knew, it's not experiencing that. And so like you have that want, like, okay, what am I doing all this for? And then them, everyone having, having fun. Like the people get out at three o'clock, like two hours before me outside playing basketball every single day or just whatever, being a kid. And I'm in this school where I don't even get recess. Um, mm -hmm. But it definitely afforded me some later, some great opportunities like going to boarding school, um, just connecting me with people through boarding school. I would have never met you guys probably had I never gone to KIPP. So for that, I'm very thankful. But along the same lines, like I've come to realize that in my experience there, that just can be applied to later on in life is like, I didn't really know 
the benefit that was coming when I initially started, like they definitely tell me what I was getting myself into, but I didn't really realize like the effect of me, you know, doing well academically, what that would have, I was just doing it. Like I got my straight A's for the first time and I was like, oh, let me try to do this again. And then it just became about keeping up. Um, and then over a period of time, like, you know, I just, I had all these accolades and stuff like that. And I was never really tied to like trying to go to boarding school. I mean, I think to a lesser degree of the scholarships that I got, anything like that it just happened as a, as a byproduct of the work I put in. So I'm trying to do the same thing, like not really tie myself to the goals and not just make these adjustments in my habits, like commit to the habits. And then down the line, whether it be five, 10, 20 years from now, like I'll be in a position to be able to, you know, capitalize on them or be ready for whatever opportunity that presents itself to me. Man, it's funny you talk about your middle school, middle school experience because I had a pretty funny one too. Literally had one month summer vacation, man. <laughs> oh, and we had some, sorry to cut you off. We had summer school too. like Charter school, right? Because mine was a charter school yeah. too. That, that shit was intense. And then St. Paul's got even more intense. <laughs> Facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think a lot of that is also, a lot of us preparing back then and really just understanding the value of hard work is definitely coming to fruition now, right? And just realizing that you have to take care of not only you right now, but also you two or even three years down the line. How have you guys been also just like navigating and realizing that post pandemic that the world could flip and change at any single time? Cause like going back to what you said before Q, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. So it's like, how, how are you best preparing for the next three to five years when everything can be so random? And I also want to throw that to you too, Mark. Yeah. I mean, that's why I don't think preparing like with specifics is, is necessarily the most productive, right? I think mm-hmm. preparing from a vision standpoint is really the most important thing. Um, I mean, during COVID, I definitely had time to think about my vision for myself. Um, but from like a, an actual tactical standpoint, I was around a family that knew how to adjust and it definitely changed my perspective on how to adjust, right? How to kind of just roll with the punches. And yeah, man, I kind of, I like it, right? Because I think the more dynamic the world is, the more opportunity there is, right? The more static it is, the more the people who've already kind of <laughs> figured the world out are going to continue prospering. So I, I welcome it. But I think the key is just having the vision intact and then making sure every every minor movement is aligned to that vision. To your point, Marcus, I've been reading Atomic Habits, um, and I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have the book in front of me, but a passage I read that I found very profound is that like there's like motion and then there's like action. Um, and the motion part is like you believe you're actually doing something, right? Like you're preparing, you're writing an outline for a paper, you're reading tools, you're studying whatever, but you're not actually doing an action that's committed towards whatever goal you're trying to achieve. Yep. And the action is a little bit less planning, but it's like, okay, you want to write a paper, you're just writing it, right? You want to practice or adjust your form or game plan for a game versus just actually playing the game. And I think you being very fortunate or going up in a, in a situation where you're used to just doing stuff, doing stuff, doing stuff, and just moving on a fly. Like that's help you adjust to real life, right? Because life is always changing. Um, And so it's Irish question. Like the pandemic, I feel like for me, was the step back that I needed because I was going down a road that I don't think would have been very productive for me. And so it was a, a, it obviously definitely unfortunate, like the lives that were lost and then the jobs that are lost and all that stuff. Like that I'm definitely feel for the people who've gone through that. And I definitely understand um, the heartache that people felt. But I think it, it was a breakdown for me, but for a lot of people to have to take a step back, obviously there's the George Floyd thing, the BLM movement that gained some traction. So in the bad that happened is definitely good. And I think that's 
always the case, really. Like, there's always a lesson to be learned through anything. And I think that something I've starting to come to grips with is like, I've always prayed for growth and I always asked for growth in my life, but like God kept giving me adversity. And I was like, okay, you know, I want to do something and something will pop up or like a family member will pass and all this stuff. But what like, it's actually happening is like, is me growing. Like you can really only grow through adversity. Like you, and if you don't get the lesson, then keep showing up and it's really just life. Yeah. I honestly, I mean, I hate to say it, but uh, like you said, terrible situation with the pandemic, but really profound time for me, right? Less of um, an appetite and or just pressure to just distract myself, especially living before the pandemic. I was living in the city. Then I went to Florida, much slower pace, less stimulation. Uh, really just, an, as you mentioned, cute, an, an opportunity to just really be insular, right? Look within and then really have an, again, because we're working from home, we have so much more time, um, at least, you know, I know I'm fortunate enough to be able to still to be working from home. I know that's not the case for everybody, but um, an opportunity to actually have time to act on, you know, some of that introspection. Right. So, yeah, man, I mean, I think really COVID was when I, I grew up for all intents and purposes, you know. Mm -hmm. So how do you make that transition from being in the mode where you're preparing or possibly even getting some paralysis analysis to being able to just to act and actually perform? Yeah, just there's no, you know, before it was like, all right, there's no time. But then all of a sudden, you know, you know you're not going out, you're not mm -hmm. socializing, you're just home, right? You're, you're working from home. And it's like, you really have, if you can't, if you, if you have all this time, if you can't capitalize on it, then when's a better time to do it, right? So, um, yeah, no, I really, really, for me, it was going from being a, you know, I mean, obviously I was a man before, but uh, maybe like a, a baby man. <laughs> <laughs> to a to a grown ass man. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. That was funny, Marcus. You have to with words, Yeah, they, they had to be a lot of terms that were coming to your mind, and you ended up on baby man. I just wanted to joke, man. You know me. I'm a I'm a joker, man. Old Austin Powers, man. <laughs> now, nah, but to your point, e, um, I think you honestly just gotta like. And I think this is back to me paraphrasing atomic habits but there's something i find mm -hmm. is true like a lot of planning is just like you like getting ready to get ready to do something right yeah like just you procrastinating you like being fearful of the outcome and so you're trying to just like plan 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 when like you should really just do like scientific methods as question hypothesis test like don't spend so much time on your hypothesis that you don't fin get to the testing portion right like or trying to figure out like, okay, the right direction to go. Like at some point, like you just have to get the reps in. And that's also atomic habits. But like I I've I've and it's so crazy because as much of this book that I read, like it's all the stuff I've known. But in some way, mm -hmm. somehow, like you just got away from the habits that were serving you or useful to the goal that you were trying to achieve. Um it's about getting back on course. And I'm not even upset to where I'm at right now because I know that like doing this work, right, is going to lead to me, like, reaffirming and just being even more on a straight and narrow and being able to prepare for that adversity that Marcus, Marcus spoke to before because adversity is always going to strike. That's one thing that is, is always true about life. Adversity is always going to happen. Life is going to happen. Change is going to happen. And you can't be stuck in, in the present. I think that's probably the biggest shortcoming of our educational background, right? You know, both of us, me and Q, went to charter schools and mm -hmm. we went to St. Paul's. And I feel like at a place like that, and especially the colleges we went to, right, Mish, Wesleyan, Columbia, 
everybody's kind of on a path, right? And they're not really taught to really find their own path. It's kind of, you know, you have this regimented schedule six days a week, literally. You have these classes, you have to think this way. Um, and then you see everybody who is quote unquote successful that have done these very kind of pathway careers and all that type of stuff. Same thing at Columbia, or, you know, where I went to school. And you, you really detach yourself from that natural, what you were saying, Q, kind of what we were, what we naturally know what to do, right? Cause we're really just, um, just used to just following a path that's been laid down for us. So I think kind of getting out of that habit is tough, especially when you see in the short term, a lot of people thriving and, and doing well going down that pathway. You know what I mean? Like you, you know, I'm sure both of your schools, everybody's doing a whole bunch of people doing consulting because they're told that's what to do. That's where we're going to make the most money, banking, mm-hmm. being a lawyer, being a doctor, right? All these conventional things. And it's hard, man. It's hard to, like you said, just, you know, get your reps in, detach yourself from what other people are telling you what to do and put one foot in front of the next, right? What do you, I have a question where do you think that you fear too? comes from? Actually, I'll let you ask your question because... I feel like based on your question, I'm going to have a... a right, so my question was going to be completely different than the one you were going to ask. I was going to ask, um, given that we're in the information age, right, where pretty much anything you need is going to be online, I feel like mm-hmm. the need for the structured education that we went through is kind of like fruitless, right? Like, I think that school should just really be about like soft skills, like learning how to deal with people, learning how to develop emotional intelligence, learning how to plan, learning how to really understand how your mind works and stuff like that versus less like the technical skills that you can literally just go to a program or buy a boot camp or whatever and learn online. And so I would, my question was going to be, what priorities do you feel like you wish you were taught in school, but you weren't? Or like what skills are most necessary in what you're trying to do that you didn't really learn in school? If I reflect back on my experience and what I wish that I was actually taught, it's elements about like money management, becoming a more effective communicator. Going back to what you were saying, Q, like emotional intelligence, but it's like emotional intelligence, not even like outward in, but more so realizing where my triggers are and how, how I'm sort of utilizing my environment as a mirror to also double down on whatever even those insecurities may be. And I feel like far too often where we're not just allowed to just be free for lack of a better word. And that's why I was asking that question about like fear and whenever we're not moving in an unconventional way, where is that stemming from and why is that fear there? Because, you know, if we're if we're thinking about what we were told where it's like, all right, you know, go to college, graduate, get a job, or go to graduate school, take out some loans, then get a job, work until you're like sixty something and then you can retire. It's like, I don't know, man. Like right now it's like I I want to be way more active. And I also realize like even the changes in my body, my sleep patterns, and also my interests and habits are changing and adjusting over time. So it's like, I'm in this weird place where I am thinking about my future self, but also actively remaining present, realizing that this is actually the only moment that exists. So to tie this full circle back into to education, I wish they, they taught us how to be more present because we were always Preach. thinking about the next step. We were always thinking about that next exam. We were always thinking about what our grades are going to be that following year. Meanwhile, we could have spent a lot of that time just looking around and actually understanding why we're feeling this sense of anxiety before a test or before uh, we had to do a speech. Realize why exactly we get into that comparison game with our peers and even at our friends sometimes and how that can also lead to unhappiness later on 
in life. So I just wish we just learned how to be more present, to be honest. That's so real. But I also, you know, to go back to what you were saying, Q, right? I do think technical is good for some people. I'm just more interested and then to bring in, bring in what you're saying, Eric, with the education system, you know, having more flexibility and more thoughtfulness as it relates to what's really a good match for each individual, right? Mm-hmm. There's for the existing academic system, it works for a lot of people. It's really good for certain people. Um, but it kind of, you know, for up until you're 18, unless you go to like a, a school, let's say you're an artist, right? Unless you go to an art school, if you're killing it in art and doing poorly and everything else, society, their school, everybody's kind of looking down on you and saying you're not doing well, right? When in reality, you should just be having an education that is cultivating what you love and what you're good at, right? So I, I'm just more interested in cultivation and identifying what to cultivate early, right? But for me, I think what I wish, <laughs> you know, on a personal side, I wish I got exposure to like music production personally, something I found that I liked. But aside from that, thoughtfulness, communication skills like speech, you know, without you having to do like a debate team or whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Financial literacy. Right. Like like real focus on financial literacy uh, and then a focus on, like you said, just kind of life, thinking about life and what priorities really should be. Uh, I got a lot of that from friends and family, but I think having it be reinforced in an academic environment would add more legitimacy and, you know, more weight to it. For me, all the things I would echo everything you all have said, I feel like the most valuable thing for all our kids in the future is going to be how do you become productive members of society while also how do you build the life you want to live, right? Like your school should prepare pray you to do both, right? You should, number one, like understand financial literacy because if you can make sound financial decisions, at least understand how money works, you can use it to your benefit. I feel like we go through school, right? And like, and we talk about voting in the political process. Like, do we ever learn the law? No. Like in the state that we live in? No. Right. We like, granted, you know, right from wrong, but there's like very nuanced, um, law situations that people just find themselves like stuck mental health, right? Like we, there's one counselor for an entire school or sometimes or two counselors for an entire school. And not only is that very, very like a lot of pressure on one guidance counselor to be responsible for all these people, right? Like it limits the kids because you try to, you keep it as a cookie cutter. And I think school should definitely not be a cookie cutter because there's no system that can fit everyone. And so the goal should be to be able to adapt to every single environment, right? Whether you come from a single parent home two-parent home, multiple homes, your parents are co-parenting, you have gay parents, like whatever, like any school, any child should be able to come in school and succeed and thrive and feel secure. Cause I think that's really what all kids need to thrive is a certain level of security and the freedom to grow and develop their minds. But how we define success in the school environment, I think needs to be reassessed, right? Yeah. I also don't believe in grading anymore. I don't, I'm yeah. saying, I don't believe well, grades should go out the window. Well, I think it's important for like, we w- <laughs> we want the engineers who are going to grow up and build our planes and buildings to be, to get A, <laughs> to get A's in math and stuff, right? In science. Mm-hmm. We want them to do that for sure. But, you know, somebody who's going to be the next Basquiat, right? We want them to expand their creative mind and, and expand their artistic capabilities. We don't, I don't care if they get an A in math. You know what I mean? I think the system focuses so much on like well-roundedness. When I think specialization at the end of the day, we all have to, you know, the ones who, who really kill it in life, 
from a, I guess, societal standpoint, obviously you can kill it in, a, in much smaller ways as a good parent and a good family member, et cetera. But the ones, you know, who are valued from a, a career Again, standpoint, status. right. Status, financial standpoint in society are ones who, who are the best at one thing. Right. And there's definitely not a focus on that in school, in my opinion. The wild thing too, I wouldn't even consider them being the best at one thing. They're the best at what they love to do. You feel me? So that's also just that cultivation that we were talking about where we can't look at education or these systems as really creating successful people in society. What they end up doing actually is just creating a type of individual um, whose natural instincts and habits and who they actually are are broken down so they can fit this mold. Those individuals that you're speaking of, I feel, are also unicorns in a way where they figured out what works for them, what they love, and then double down on those passions completely. But the question is how, right? They got exposed. Maybe they had parents who supported them. Exactly. Um, exactly. And there's also, I'm finding as we get older, there's different things that you can be like, for example, you talked about communication, right? Or speaking that stuff you may master late in life that I definitely don't think is prioritized in school. In my opinion, there's a lot of stuff you only learn just based off of experience. So yes, they're, they're unicorns. I, I, just, I just think a lot of the stuff is learned and, you know, can be expedited if people prioritize it or, or show that it's important, you know? And Marcus, I'm also not, I'm not advocating for no evaluation. I definitely think people should be evaluated, but I feel like you should be evaluated on your reps, right? Like, are you yep. growing over time? I think the reason why I say get rid of grades is because that's a form of external validation, right? Like, Regardless of whatever exam you take, whatever school you go to, like we know we're growing, we live in an age where teachers are inherently lazy. Like all the tests you get are just either like snatched from online. And it's like sometimes like who has access to previous exams or has a friend who took this class before can tell you how this teacher does it. So like if you were focusing on this external validation, number one, it's like you're sometimes shortchanging someone because there's going to be people who don't have to work as hard because they have either the material or not, um, they're not going to learn. Then on the other hand, right, like if I'm a corporation, I'm looking to hire someone nine times out of 10, I'm just using your grade to understand like type of person. Are you a type A person or type B person? Like, and I'm going to train you on whatever type of beliefs or software or whatever stuff you need, because you're not going to come to me to be able to well adapt to my company, right? They're like, you only really get that from work experience, which is why like the only sole purpose of school at least out of college, is to give you that first job. Once you get that first job, nobody cares about what school you went to. They care about what work you've done. Yep. And so if that's the goal, then it's like, okay, focus on how do you do in the work? Do you have a sound process or system for consistently getting better every single day, right? Like if you say, okay, like Marcus, you need help here. I'm not going to evaluate you on you, how close you get to achieving some altruistic level of success or perfection. I'm going to evaluate you on the habits you do every single day, right? Like, and then because at the end of the day too, learning is not linear, right? Like at some given day, whatever you're studying, something is going to click and then boom, you're going to skyrocket and take off. If you, <clears throat> if you guys are, could think about where you were, where you are and where you're going and one piece of advice that you would love to hear listening back on this, what would it be? Not only for you, but for future generations to come. Mm where I was. It's a loaded question. It's, it's difficult. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell you I was on kind of the straight and narrow path, right? One 
where I was looking for validation, um, looking for, I guess, traditional means of success, right? Um, materialistic things, money, etc. I am more focused on uh, freedom of time, my health, wellness, being present, making sure I'm waking up and doing some doing the things I like to do, right? You know, just prioritizing the important things in life. And I will, hmm, I don't know. I mean, I will continue to learn and and uh, adapt and hopefully just keep the same mindset that I have. And then in terms of advice, I'd say detach yourself from social, you know, I guess social pressure and, and expectations and really internalize yourself and understand who try to focus, you know, make a concerted effort to focus on who you are and what you're about and what you want to spend your time doing, um, how you want to spend your time, you know, and being brutally honest with yourself and gearing your life around the answers that you come up with and being real when you know you're doing something that doesn't align with that process. That's the hardest part. <laughs> yeah, I love that. How about you, Q? In the state that I'm in now or like uh, the mindset I have now, like my biggest things, or at least I wish I would have told my younger self is like, you still have more time. Like just be patient with yourself and then check in on yourself. Like, and then make sure you're okay so that you can make sure everyone else is okay. And then there's a whole bunch of bevy or other things, um, you know, like, but at the end of the day, like develop a code, like, and live by it. And I think this is kind of echoing Marcus's point, like, develop a code, continue to retool a code, but consistently be true to that code, right? Like, whether it's whatever your beliefs are, which is basically what I'm trying to evaluate, like, develop your beliefs, don't hold too strongly to them, but um, the ones you are definitely strongly held, keep those close to you. And then have fun, like, find joy in every single day. What about you, E? A lot of it is definitely echoing you guys, because I feel like we are on the same type of time, similar mindsets, um, and we've also been raised in, in pretty similar ways. So if I could reflect on where I was, a lot of it was playing that comparison game, worrying about what the next person is doing, uh, competing in order to be better than the next person rather than being a better version of myself. Currently, I'm on the type of time where I'm realizing that I like who I am right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I and I feel like that that definitely did take work, just realizing what worked for me and then doubling down on not trying to sort of fit in into a mold that I know isn't really me. You know, Drake has this line from years ago that I used to listen back to, I think it was either like late high school or early college, where he was like, there's a transition where you go from fitting in to standing out. You know what I mean? But it's not really about standing out. It's more about the fact that you don't want to fit in because what exactly are you fitting into when we all have to tie our own shoes in the end of the day? So then it's thinking about after realizing all of these elements in life and then thinking about the future and where that could be. Similar to you, Marcus, it's like making sure that I'm being consistent in my actions and um, making sure that I'm continuously holding myself accountable to be the to be the best version of myself. Like I feel like financial freedom is definitely something that I want to obtain and I will obtain it, but more so it's that financial freedom in order to just get that time back that based on this conversation, when we listen back to it, we can see that we haven't lost time, but it, it may not have been us spending time in a way that we have wanted to. So I definitely want to make sure that 
moving forward in the future that I'm able to spend the time doing as I please. Because in the end of the day, it's like we get we get one shot to really um, to exit. But every single day we wake up with a new opportunity to succeed. You feel me? Yeah, man. Preach. And also, I want to highlight something you said, Q, that I didn't say that honestly is on equal footing as everything else. Patience. Right. I think that's something I really, it's really sunk in over the past year, really past year that I really didn't understand before. You know, we see, like I said, if you're, if, if we're looking at everybody, we care about all these external things, you know, we see kind of where we want to go and we're like, damn, this, this needs to happen tomorrow. You know, I want to get fit. Damn, I need a six pack next week. <laughs> Right. I want to I want to I want to be a millionaire. Damn, I want to be a millionaire in three months. Right. And that that'll get you to do things that's just not good long term. Right. So the patient mindset, that's that's the real that's the real power move. And to that point, it's like you're constantly retooling. Right. So like I'm and I think like I work out every single day, but I might start off doing push ups. Right. The next week. I'm benching, right? Then I'm doing like this whole chain workouts and whatever TikTok workouts you see every single day. But like the goal is like to build, get the reps in of waking up and going to the gym. Like that workout may evolve and change, right? Like I may get better. I may learn new skills to, to practice, to get towards my objective. But the point is like to continue putting in the work every single day, be consistent in that. I think over time, like your, your brain is really just conditioned to improve, right? Like you start, you automate some things in your head where like you don't even have to think about when you do it. And then other things like you learn and you evolve and you add more space in there. So I'm just really excited for all of us because I, like, I remember the space that I was in last time I was on the pod. And then now I'm thinking like the space I'm in now. So it's like next time I get on the pod, I'm going to be in an even better space, right? Or I have more lessons that I've learned. And so that's something I'm excited about.